Welcome to the life of a 12-year-old director and writer, it depends. I'm your host, Blue Roden, and on this podcast, you're going to hear all about how I started my career at 12, meet some people who have helped me along the way, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So cozy up in your director's chair, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of The Life of a 12-Year-Old Director. I'm Blue Roden, and I'm nerve-wracked. Uh, is that a word, nerve-wracked? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. But anyway, um, this podcast, I will be taking you through my journey of my early career and how much fun I've had, the struggles, and we'll meet some very interesting people. So, you know, of course I'm a little scared, but, you know, it's going to be great. So the theater company that I founded is called Lockdown Productions, and um, when we first started it, it wasn't called Lockdown Productions. By we, I mean me and my friend Bo. Bo and I started it in July of 2020, so as you know, it was during the COVID-19 pandemic, where we decided to make a flyer. I'm going to see if I can find that flyer. Mm-hmm. I am going to search it up on Spotlight Search. Blues, music, where is it? I'm going to need to find this thing. Oh, Rundown. It's called The Rundown. I'm sorry. I didn't title it properly. All right, so it says, are you bored out of your mind? Need some creativity in your summer? I have the solution. I'm looking for interested 9 to 11-year-olds who want to commit to perform, are looking for fun, and ready for DIY writing in the form of a script. That I left out. <laughs> um What we will be doing, listening to acting directions and using creativity, using and gaining knowledge of musical theater and showing it off at the end in a live Zoom performance, choosing musical theater songs to put in our musical and auditioning for roles of your choice. What this show is, this show is a combination and celebration of musical theater from all around the world. Once we have at least nine to 10 people on the show, we will have people suggest different songs from different musicals. This must be, this must be easy, not too high or too low. By that, I mean vocal range. I'm sorry, I didn't specify that on the flyer. (laughs) <laughs> it is about the Broadway characters meeting up to find uh, to save to find ways to save musical theater from the script cops. That was changed as well. Then once the script is done, we will hold auditions. Judged fairly by me, Evie, and Bo, uh, you will get what you get. And yes, everyone will be in the show. Uh, there will be separate time slots for rehearsals, so it fits every kid's schedule. We can't wait to work with all of you. So um, my two friends, Bo and Evie, who are amazing, uh, helped me found this company. So. Um, Evie is our art director and producer. Evie definitely has, like, an eye for design. She's designed our posters and um, stuff like that, and we'll interview her later today. And Bo is our stage manager and technical director, so he helps, you know, make the show run smoothly on Zoom, because I'm sure a lot of you know that technical difficulties happen all the time on Zoom. And uh, we did have a technical difficulty emergency uh, during one of our shows, but I'll get to that in one of the later episodes because that wasn't until our our second show. The show that uh, we're going to begin talking about is called Saving Broadway, which I want to say it was original, but the thing was we took um, characters and songs from Broadway musicals and we turned it into one big musical, and it was so fun. So we're going to, um, for this first, for the next couple of episodes, we're going to be breaking down uh, all about Saving Broadway, how it came to be, what we did to make it a success because it was pretty successful for a kid directed show. And um, yeah, so 
Uh, of the three of us, Evie, Bo, and me, myself, I'm sorry, that was bad grammar, but um, because I am the grammar police, but aside from my, uh, from me being a hypocrite, um, I am the director and writer of The Pair, and let's just say it's been amazing, so that's why I can't wait to share this experience with you all, and that you all are going to come on this journey with me, because it's been like ups and downs, and lefts and rights, and all this kind of stuff, and I've worked with some amazing people, and just these opportunities have been amazing. So I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. So once we had sent out the poster to a lot of group chats, and I mean a lot, I sent it to some school chats, some friends chats, and even one uh, with a show that I had participated in previously, and we got a lot of signups. Everyone seemed very enthusiastic to, to participate in a kid-directed play. It was it's, it was really cool how many people signed up. And um, then the day after that, we decided to initiate rehearsals. And um, the first rehearsal that we had, um, it definitely it 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 went kind of strange. Um, we had everyone there, and everyone was sort of spitballing ideas of what uh, characters they wanted to audition for and what songs they thought would fit with the show. And instead of uh, what I had previously described as a script cop, we changed it to uh, one critic who wanted to shut Broadway down once and for all, who I ended up playing. But um, yeah, the first rehearsal was definitely a little strange because everyone was kind of talking over each other and like, ooh, we should do this and this and this and this. And it just got kind of crazy. But soon we had all settled on who was going to audition for who and what songs were going to make it into the show. So um, everyone left for like 20 minutes, and when they returned, we would start auditions, and Bo and I were getting ready, and as I was getting ready to watch the auditions, I fixed myself um, some chips and guacamole, which may seem kind of rude, but you know, I wanted to eat while I was being entertained. Yeah, that sounds kind of rude now that I think about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, the auditions were amazing. Everyone really knocked our socks off. And um, there were a couple roles, like a couple specific roles that a bunch of people went out for. And so that was kind of, you know, a difficult decision for Bo and I to make. Um, because, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But um, soon we had settled on the official cast list. And um, yeah, it was really exciting. Um, some kids, something that um, we didn't really give that much thought into was what do we do about the kids who aren't really that don't fit the mold for any of the other roles that they went out for we decided we did create um some other roles for people to play like we put jack and little red from into the woods into saving broadway but then we had to take out jack due to a little incident but other than that it was the cast list was looking great and then we sent it out everyone had their reactions um, there were some negative ones, but then they left, um, and so we were fine with that, but, and we said, like, everyone, tomorrow we're gonna start rehearsals, and, um, that night, I stayed up till midnight in the craft room, working on the script for Saving Broadway, copying the lyrics from actual Broadway shows, listening to the ones that I haven't listened to before, that the kids suggested, and I was, um, I was just working my butt off, and yeah, and then I, I glanced at the clock, and it turned out that I had been working for about three and a half hours, and it was almost midnight, 
So my mom was like, Blue, you got to go to bed. And um, so I had gotten up to um, the end of Act 1, which I know is a, working on just one act. You know, it's kind of a long time to just, you know, be work three and a half hours for one act. It makes no sense. But please keep in mind, I had to write, rewrite, edit, look through it to make sure that every single character got just the right amount of lines and no one felt like they had a really small part. Whew. It's, uh, it's definitely enough to keep a 12-year-old girl up until midnight, you know? Uh, but anyway, when I finally went, uh, went to bed, I was kind of restless because I was so, like, pumped up with adrenaline. I was like, oh, yeah, and the first thing I'm going to do when I wake up is go straight to writing the script, and this is so exciting. In case you guys were thinking, well, it's a mistake to cast first and then write the script, but, um, yeah, I know. I'm not going to defend myself on this. Um... It was a rookie mistake, but luckily, don't worry, uh, this history was never repeated. We also never did um, live Zoom auditions because it's not really fair because um, one of our participants could have really bad Wi-Fi in their audition and like they could lag and then we'll be like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have a lead. So that's why we have everyone record their auditions for now, but I'll, I'll get into that when we start talking about our second show, Midsummer Night's Dream, but now we are focusing on saving Broadway. So anyway, fast forward to the next morning, I woke up and it was about 6.30 and uh, this was summer vacation, so don't worry, I didn't have school to worry about yet. So I woke up really early and I ran downstairs and I was like, oh wait, it's six o'clock in the morning. Eh, I guess, I guess I'll get started. And so I started, I signed on to my side of my mom's laptop and started working. And then uh, I finally finished act two and it was very draining, but I did it and I was like, Oh my god. And um if if I was older I would have like chugged some coffee. I don't know. And then I texted Bo and Evie and I was like, guys, the script is done. It's done. Then I sent it to them, they read it, and they were like, This is awesome. And that that felt good. <laughs> and then um, because we had a group chat of kids who were in the show and uh we sent out copies of the script and everyone printed it out, even though I advised them to not because the script was sixty pages long. And, you know, the scripts each show, they get longer and longer. But so that was our shortest script. But still, you know, they kind of wasted their printer paper with 30 pages of a script, which could have been online because, as you know, the world was virtual then. And as I'm recording this, it actually still is. So I'm not going to talk like I'm out of the pandemic. And then um, later that day at two, we had our very first rehearsal. And when we get back from the break, I'll tell you guys all about how that went. So before we jump right back into the whole rehearsal process, I uh, just, during the break, did some digging around uh, my laptop, and it turns out um, I have a whole, like, chronicle thing of uh, edited journal entries from the summer of Saving Broadway, and I just found, um, I, I compiled it in sort of like a memory book, and I just found chapter one, and um, I, I just found this. Bo sent me a request to help. He seemed so happy and eager, I texted him a definite yes. Bo and I had partnered on many things before, like student council in grade school. That's true. I, um, In fourth grade, he was elected vice president of Ivanhoe Elementary, and I was elected corresponding secretary, which felt pretty good for a nine-year-old. <laughs> and then... Um, 
And then we have um, a virtual comedy show, which is true. It was called the Lockdown Comedy Show, which is sort of like, you know, SNL, sort of, where um, we both wrote scripts and we got, like, about 20 kids to participate. And, like, there were um, funny fake infomercials and cute little skits and at the end, we edited it together, and Bo and I have, like, our monologue at the beginning. It's actually really interesting. Here, let me play a quick little audio clip. It took me such a long time to get these presents because, you know, all this time I haven't been seeing you very well. But I think I've got the perfect ones for each of you kids. Oh, Gam, Gam, I don't think you really didn't have to do that. Of course I did, honey. Yeah, your kids need presents, don't they? Yeah, yeah, Mom. Before we get started, let me just... <laughs> um, Gam Gam, you're muted again. Gam Gam? Gam Gam? Guys, we probably shouldn't have made it a home. Uh, sorry that the audio quality of that clip might not have been the best. It's because we filmed that skit over Zoom. Um, and it's, and we made that kind of a long time ago, <laughs> but, um, wow, I can't believe we've been in this pandemic for pretty much a year now. It's kind of crazy, but I'm getting kind of off track here. Um, so our, uh, we started our first rehearsal and everyone came, which was very exciting and lockdown production is a huge problem that we have is that, um, we get minimum attendance, which means, um, that we don't get a lot of the cast there for a lot of rehearsals which is not very fun because it's very stressful. And that always makes me think like, oh, does is no one taking this seriously? Or is it because their parents aren't paying for it? There's no pressure to attend. But um, yeah, that first rehearsal, it was, it was a way to ease into the process with everyone there. And everyone was giving very nice commentary on how much they liked the script, which was, it was it made me feel very good. And um, we got into the read through and everyone was already really in character, which was, like, they blew me away, and uh, everyone seemed to be very familiar with their songs and the shows they were from, and, you know, everyone just jumped right in. It was like we had already done the show, like, five times, and everyone was very eager, and they're, because it's new. A lot of the plays that these people, all of the plays that these kids have participated in were run and directed by adults, and also, it's this is an original, so, sort of original, like the plot is original. And usually, you know, they're used to doing, say, for, uh, Frozen or The Sound of Music. But this this time, it's, uh, it's a little more down to earth. And the setting that this play took place in, which is something that we haven't done for any of our other shows, is it takes place on Zoom. The Broadway characters are literally meeting up on a Zoom meeting to discuss how to save Broadway. And then all of a sudden the critic just comes rushing in and is like, hello, I'm here to shut down your company once and for all. Ha ha. How you like that, suckers? So, you know, like that. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's great. Eviction's a great topic for a play with children. <laughs> but, you know, uh, a lot of our actors were very mature and we have a large age range in our company. We go from ages 6 to 12 because as... As me, Bo, and Evie, you know, as we get older, um, uh, you know, like we're going to start letting it go from 6 to 13, then 14, 15. And, you know, because we, we plan on doing this long term and nothing's going to stop us.
So um, one of the first orders in the first rehearsal was to decide how we were going to put the songs together, which was kind of a struggle on its own. Um, because obviously we weren't going to be able to have everyone sing live on Zoom. So we reserved the live Zoom uh, part of it for dialogue scenes, you know? Um, for songs, we uh, Bo and I finally agreed to um, have everyone send in videos of them singing in costume, in their background, singing. And there would be everyone singing their solos in the other songs, and then the soloists, they'd have their full body shots and, you know, belted out. And um, everyone seemed very excited about that. So, and so I would edit it to make it look nice and fancy, to make it look like a real Broadway number. And I put everyone's vocals in and it would sound really cool. Like it would sound like, you know how you, if you are listening to this, I'm guessing you're a musical, maybe a musical fan. I'm not judging you if you're not, but, um, but like, if you listen to it, you hear a ton of voices at a time because they, um, when uh, Broadway actors go in to record uh, their soundtrack for their musical, they uh, they all use the microphones and then someone with an editing software puts it all together to make it sound like it was recorded from a live performance minus the audience. And that's kind of like what our videos are. Of course, I'm not comparing um, Lockdown Productions to Broadway, but um, it's sort of the same idea. Of course, we're not quite at Broadway level yet, and we're on our third show currently, um, but you know, it. I gotta admit, for uh, amateurs, it did sound pretty cool. Here's a little audio clip from one of our songs. That was uh, one of our songs in Saving Broadway. It was Dead Mom from the Broadway musical Beetlejuice, which I'm sure some of you may be familiar with. Um, and yes, I really love that one because the actor who plays Lydia Auden can hit really high notes and then go down for the low notes and in the middle just belt, which I found to be very interesting. But yeah, the thing about videos, which I'll get to probably in a later episode, um, is that it's very stressful because uh, Bo, Evie, and I, we, we, set, uh, we set due dates and deadlines for people to get all their stuff in, and usually... A lot of our, uh, something that we've come into with is that uh, kids like to um, wait till the last minute or don't actually meet the deadline, which is very stressful. Some people do, like a, a lot of our actors who participate in lockdown productions do meet the deadlines and even get it uh, surprisingly early, but like it, it, it's definitely a form of stress and I never really understood trigger words until lockdown productions now whenever anyone says videos i get like this chill that just goes up my spine and i'm just like oh videos so stressful you gotta get them in you gotta get them in but yeah um i've definitely gone into some kind of mini panic attacks because i didn't know if anyone was gonna get in their stuff by the time of the show and i was like oh no this is all coming down the show's not gonna come together <laughs> But anyway, enough about my panic attacks. We'll get into that in a later episode in this podcast. Um, but uh, it wasn't, we weren't quite at the state stage in Saving Broadway to be asking uh, the actors to turn in their lines. But do keep in mind that the summer shows were shorter than our um, school, like during the school year, fall and spring shows. 
um, but still, we just weren't at that video point yet. So we were just asking everyone to just uh, learn their lines. And um, because we were kind of a, a starter company taking baby steps, we didn't really set a rehearsal date and time yet for our summer thing. So we were doing it every single day, and that caused kind of an issue. Everyone was like, you can't do it every single day and at a certain time. And there, and there was um, a couple kids in the cast who were already enrolled in other summer camps who were doing our play. And and we had to just move our schedule around constantly. And the day of, we'd be like, what time's good for rehearsal today? Which was not a good idea. That was a mistake. Because, you know, we can't be giving that leeway. That's not how this works. But um, now we do have a set due date for our school shows, at least. Um, uh, for fall and spring, we do Saturdays at 2.30 p.m., uh, our time <laughs> and because uh, I, I live in California and um, so you know it is it is easier um, because it's everyone's clear and we always mention like before you register for one of our shows because we now have a website before you register you have to know that like you have to be able to commit to three months for Saturdays at 2 30 and you have to make every tech week tech week is something that I'll get to also in a later episode hyping up these episodes y'all um so i'll keep you guys listening and um yeah we were just asking memorize your lines and luckily um everyone uh, everyone kind of understood the whole thing of we only have limited time and they dove in they started uh highlighting and memorizing and that got me excited when some people could do it without reading their scripts that was really exciting and um yeah i was i was excited for on our second rehearsal, everyone came in and they were like, oh, yeah, like I've memorized a couple scenes or I've memorized all of Act 1 or all of Act 2. And um, something about Act 2, which is kind of crazy um, in Saving Broadway, I will mention in one of the last episodes about Saving Broadway because a kind of crazy thing happened with Act 2 that um, I will mention later. And I'm kind of glad I'm past that. But <laughs> um uh, everyone was, you know, getting into it, getting into character, and they're like, ooh, can I, can I make this character choice? Can I make this? And then everyone started asking about costumes, and we were only on our second rehearsal. So Bo, Evie, and I had a meeting, and we decided to delegate all of the costumes, makeup, hair, lighting, setting things. That's all Evie's problem now. <laughs> it's your problem now. We don't have to deal with that. But yeah, Evie, was really great about that. She um she makes costume guides every show where it's like laid out of like what character should wear what because because obviously we uh during Saving Broadway we couldn't be like you uh we couldn't provide wardrobe and also we couldn't do like exact stuff because um our uh participants were all spread out around California and we didn't know uh, where they bought their costumes, what was available there. So Evie would just say like, oh, if you're blah, 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 you might want a pink dress or you might want a red t-shirt, something like that, you know. And so, you know, something something that could be found places. And there was, she also had like a list of backups. Like if you can't find this in your area, maybe do this or just come to me. So Evie was very uh, resourceful with that stuff, but I'll probably have a whole episode dedicated to costumes, and we're going to see if Evie wants to come on for that. <laughs> but yeah, of course, it was very uh, hectic. It got very hectic um, towards the end, but I'll get to that later. I keep saying I'll get to that later. Oh my god, I want to like hit myself right now. <laughs> but um, 
luckily everyone was starting to go like this is really fun we're warming up to this and everyone came you know coming on time being punctual getting it in their heads you know this is what we're doing this is what we're doing and they came and it, it, it was really fantastic Anyway, we're going to take another short break, and when we get back, we're going to uh, bring on some people who were in Savings Broadway and ask them about their first couple of uh, rehearsals and what their experience was. So we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear that weird sound again. I like that sound. It's like, it's a fun sound. Anyway, you're going to hear that fun sound, and then we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I am here with Auden Harrison. Uh, Auden has participated in many of our Lockdown production shows. Um, Auden, uh, do you mind telling us about your experience in the first couple of rehearsals in Saving Broadway? Um, I remember uh, it, was, it was super fun. It, at first, it was, it was kind of like a small group, but it was super fun. Like, we did all, like, we played some games. We got to know each other, and I made a couple new friends doing it. So, yeah, it was it was super fun. Do you have any specific, like, stories or memories that you'd like to share? Um, I, I remember, that voice was a long time ago. Um, so I, I remember how I got the part. So I would, we were, I was. We, I was at open mic with Ronnie. We're all there, mm -hmm. and um, you were talking about how you were putting on the show, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like, and uh, and then I said, "Like, not you told me a little bit about it, and it sounded really interesting." So I asked if I could be in it, and uh, you said, "Sure, pick a character, like pick one of your favorite musical characters," and I picked Lydia, and now and then it was super fun experience, and now here I am. <laughs> with my third show. So yeah, yeah. it's Doctor Production Super. Yeah. Um, I remember uh you uh you sending in the video of you and your costume. Like I remember uh your dad I think like sent me a link to a Dropbox of all your videos. I remember just going, I love her costume, I love her makeup, it is <laughs> spot on. It's almost yeah. as amazing as her vocals. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was super excited, like I dug through all of the old clothes, and I, I went full out. Mm -hmm. Going full out. Going full out, yes. Um, so, uh, I, th I think I remember uh, you signed up after, I think, the second rehearsal of Saving Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of jumped in midway. Yeah. Um, I um I was actually looking for another person to fill the empty slot because we needed one more person in order to put on the show. So thank you for signing up for that. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm glad I did. It was super fun. Yes, and uh, it, it it was a milestone for us definitely having a our first show and having 87 people on Zoom in the audience. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. It was pretty crazy. Everyone was freaking out. Um, but yeah, how how many people were in Saving Broadway? I, I I always forget. Uh, I think so. Definitely Henry, Nala, me, Fable, mm -hmm. um, Violet, Violet, um, Bo and Evie. Yeah, Bo, Evie, and I think uh, mm -hmm. who. I think 
I think I feel like there was one more. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Yeah. Okay. So I know that we had Bo as Aaron Burr, and then oh, uh, did you say Nala? Oh uh, yeah, Nala, yeah. Nala as Little Red was yeah. Little Red. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that was a good. That was a good. Evie, one. Evie as Mia mm-hmm, from La La Land. Yes. Um, we had uh Henry as Dewey. Ja- Dewey. Yeah, Dewey, 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 Dewey. Yes. Um. I was Lydia mm-hmm. from Beetlejuice. You were oh Violet was Matilda and Glinda. Yes, from Wicked and Matilda. Yes, and our two Hamilton characters. Uh, it was Eliza was uh, Fable. Eliza, yes. Eliza was Fable. No, Fable was yes. Eliza, and Bo was Aaron Burr. Yes, and I feel like he was Sebastian too from La La Land. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he was also Sebastian for the City of Stars in the thing. Yes, yeah. I am just remembering that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, wait a second. There's no way that Evie did the did City of Stars. Like, uh, there was one more person. I keep forgetting, and I was like, oh wait, yeah. it was Bo. Never mind. It was a double cast. So, I think that who that was that it. Uh yeah, I think that that was everyone. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's a small cast. Yeah, yeah but Midsummer had like twice the people because yeah. of the publicity we got. Yeah, Midsummer was one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I feel like after each production we, you put on, like it keeps getting better and better because like Aww. I think like it's like maybe like you found something out last time that maybe you could fix that and make it better. So I th- yeah, I I think every time it gets. Awesome. More awesome. Fun. Awesomer. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, that felt so good to hear you say that. Yeah, I, and you are very fun to have the rehearsals. You are amazing, and you are such, like, a, a lively spirit, and you just light up the Zoom meeting. Awesome. And you're very talented. I, lo- I love all the videos you send in. All of them are perfect. Like, you, 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 put, you always do it landscaped, and the lighting's good. That that that's the quality we need. So thank you for that. that yeah, that's what it's like to have a dad who works in the um movie industry. So yeah, film industry. That's important. He's a yeah. He's that one person. Like I was doing the school project, and I was like, "Hey, can you help me out do this?" And he went. He like he just kept going and going, even when we didn't need any more. So <laughs> what yeah. school, what school project was it? Uh, it was like we had to. We were doing like these comedy sketches with Mr. Skomra. Oh, uh, oh, I think Mr. Yeah. Skomra told me about that. Yeah, it it was super fun. Like we got put in a group and we had to like write and act a comedy sketch. So that was fun. Sort of like Saturday Night Live. Yes, yeah. And then we had all the whole grade put on like a production. Well, like everyone was put into separate groups, and then he cut them all together, and it was like a yeah like a SNL production. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, yes. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on this audio thing that I'm just putting together. Thank you for that. Awesome. And and, uh, thank you for just continuing to sign up for Lockdown Productions musicals. It's awesome to have you in them. Well, it's these are super fun to do. It gives me something to do in quarantine. Yes, that that yeah, that's that that's that's one of our drives. <laughs> We're just yep. like give them something to do so we can lure them into our trap. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Anyway, thank you so much for coming. Uh, okay, bye. Bye. You and so see you on bye. Saturday. See you on yes, Saturday. Yes, see you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
All right, that was Auden Harrison, and uh, this is her third show, and she will be a three-in-a-row Heyo LP superstar. In case you're wondering, LP is what we call Lockdown Productions because we're so cool. <laughs> anyway, um, Auden has played multiple uh, big roles in Lockdown Productions musicals. As was mentioned in the interview, she played Lydia Dietz in Saving Broadway. As was mentioned, um, she is an amazing source of energy. She just always brings love and light to any situation she's in, which is hard on Zoom. So thank you, Auden, for being awesome and sticking with us through this journey of ups and downs. But I got to say, mostly ups, not to brag or anything. It's been pretty organized, if I do say so myself. But anyway, it is true. Um, everyone during the first couple of rehearsals was starting to come together and... If any of you listening have been in a show before, you do know that a cast becomes a community. And if you guys stay in touch or do FaceTimes, it's sort of like a family reunion, which is um, when I do musicals, the cast, I've experienced it. The cast like just becomes family. And then when you get those post-show blues, uh, the, in my opinion, the thing that you miss the most is your cast family, which is true. You know, I got to say. And it was very sweet to see that I was sort of bringing a group of kids together and making them happy. And me, Bo, and Evie were just, we were ecstatic to find that everyone was getting along and becoming friends. Because that, that is another drive for us. Of course, like, like I said in the interview, a huge drive for us is actually giving kids something fun to do in the quarantine so they're not constantly bugging their parents or, you know, being bored. Because we want people to be happy. And... Another thing that makes people happy is having friends and having a group of friends and being a part of something. And that's that's the beautiful thing about theater, participating in a show. It just it brings people together and it's beautiful and I love it. I love it so, so, so much. Haha. <laughs> it's another reason why I love being a director. And um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this wraps up today's episode of The Life of a 12-Year-Old Director. Stick around for our next episode coming soon, where we'll get deeper into the rehearsal, uh, rehearsal process and how things are about to go, some things that will unravel, and things that will come together. So stick around. See you guys later. The Life of a 12-Year-Old Director and Writer, It Depends, is a podcast hosted by me, Lee Rodin. The company that I run with Bo Lubin and Evie Flint is called Lockdown Productions. We currently do not have a public internet presence, but you can email me to get a closer look, or if you want to enroll. Anyway, see you guys for the next episode.